Hi, I'm Simon. Hi, I'm Erica. Welcome to Drunk Logic. No! Okay, okay. And this is Drunk Logic. Okay, 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 okay. Hi, I'm Simon. Hi, I'm Erica. And this is Drunk Logic. Fucking hell. Okay, 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 okay. Hi, I'm Simon. Hi. Okay. This is staying in, by the way. This is staying in. Hi, I'm Simon. Hi, I'm Erica. And this is Drunk Logic. Just another podcast. <laughs> that seems to get worse every week. <laughs> it really does. It does. I feel like before there was no pressure on it at all. And then suddenly, like most things, it becomes routine quite quickly. And suddenly I get the routine wrong. Yeah. Every week. Yeah, every week. Yeah. Well done. Well done. So it's another another episode. And um, as with almost, I really wish we hadn't had that dry drive to Cardiff episode because now I can't say every episode has a beverage um, because. Was that on an episode though? Was not like on the rocks? Yeah, I guess it was a shorter one. Okay. Every episode has a beverage. This one is no different. Simon, what have we got today? We've got a Funkin' Nitro Cocktail Pina Colada. Okay, so... Bit of a weird name of a company. They were established in 1999, and this is infused with nitrogen for a velvety texture and smooth head. That sounds like a gimmick. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um... Our Nitro Pina Colada serves up a vibrant flavor, velvety smooth texture of a cocktail crafted at the bar. Made from pineapple, coconut, lemon juices, and a splash of cream and rum. Do you know what? I love the selling the science of this. You know, yeah, you do, you love your science, that's for sure. I do. I mean, it's almost like NASA have been involved with this. I'm pretty sure level. NASA are not involved with this <laughs> beverage, <laughs> but but no, I know that you're a fan of anything that that will give itself a sign, lends itself to a scientific spin. Um, so yeah, so let's see. No, no, it, no the instructions say to rotate. So it might just like rotate like that. I mean, it's better not be fizzy. I know. I guess we're going to find out. I mean, I just did it once. It doesn't say to like do it multiple times. Okay. Now we've also tried another cocktail in the can, another pina colada in a can. And that is the Malibu. So this is going to be a bit, of a, a bit of a comparison. Yeah. And I will say that on first drink, it has a very like chemically taste. Well, I'm all about chemically tastes. You know, I grew up on like Billy Bear ham and plastic cheese, and I really like this. Yeah, it's got a weird bite to it. I... Nitrogen is getting me popping. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a Malibu purist. Yeah, very nice. I will drink it though, <laughs> and I will drink it all before the end of the episode. You ready for some influencing? You ready to be influenced? <sighs> I've been dreaming about it all week. Tell me more. All right. Okay, so I'm not sure sure how familiar our audience will be with Mexican culture, but my people love a multi-purpose product. Vicks VapoRub is something of a modern Mexican legendary cure-all. I mean, all Mexican kids 
grew up with this stuff slathered all over them for any illness, cold, flu, chicken pox, broken bones. Mexicans trust the power of VapoRub. Now this is not, uh, this isn't about VapoRub, but a similar mystical product that I have fallen in love with. Now, I am in my 40s and keeping my face looking like this is a result of genetics and spending a small fortune on skincare. I mean, I'm currently using a skin serum that is made of lobster shells. True story. <laughs> anyway, I was on a British Airways flight to the US and looking at the High Life magazine, as I always do, because I love shopping, especially duty-free shopping. And I couldn't find my lip balm. So I thought, hey, I'll buy one. So I bought a tub of this. So this is Egyptian magic, all-purpose skin cream. So this is apparently the ancient Egyptian secret. And it contains olive oil, beeswax, honey, bee pollen, propolis, and royal jelly. This stuff is friggin' awesome. Not only as a lip balm, but as an anything balm. Spots, this will take care of it. Rough cuticles, put it on. Dry patches of skin, sorted. You occasionally have an itchy ear. You tried some of this a while back. It worked. And so I bought you your own tub. This Egyptian magic is a holy grail skincare item for me. Try it. You won't be sorry. Where can I buy such a thing? Well, I bought this new tub at Costco, but you can get it on Amazon. You just have to beware of fakes. Oh, fakes. Yeah. So I only buy mine. I, I, I bought my, I bought this, I bought this big tub. It lasts ages as well. So I bought this one at Costco, but the ones before that I've only bought on flights, but I'm pretty sure you can get it at boots and places like that as well. And how much will that set me back? Uh, this is about 25 pounds. Okay. But like I said, would you last, say worth every age, penny? Worth every penny. Worth every penny. So what if I've got like an itchy knee? Will it will fix that? Yeah. Honestly, like if you have any dry patch of skin, it will it will sort it out. It's awesome. What if I need to move faster? Would it sort of like will it loop you will it, my joints yeah, will it loop you up? Faster? I bet it would. Yeah. I bet it would. Okay. I bet it would. This is like Okay. This is like the new Mexicans multi-purpose magic shit. Is it is it widely accepted by Mexicans? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Mexicans probably would use vapor rub on spots. <laughs> so vapor rub is like vape like yeah, fix. Yeah, Vic, just the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just that. But yeah, no, it's like Mexicans are very um, yeah. like addicted to that stuff. It's it's sort of like pop it's Mexican popular culture and a bit of a joke how uh how how mexicans like swear by it i never knew that but yeah. what a great sales pitch thank you very much just to remind everyone we're not sponsored by anyone ever um so um that's two products which are both these sort of health linked aren't they dry skin and obviously last week it's obviously cold and flu yeah exactly i have finished by the way i have finished good god simon he's <laughs> very nice yeah where did you um, get this tesco I think it was Tesco. There was like a two for five pounds deal. I, I'm enjoying it. You've you have enjoyed it already. It's gone. Yeah, it's good. gone. It's look at your good. face. You look very happy. You look very pleased. I am very pleased with myself. Hmm. 
just smell of pineapple <laughs> and coconut. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're you're in heaven there. You are in heaven. Um, so, Simon, what are we talking so, about today? We are talking about football, 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 football. Yeah, that's it. We're talking about football. So we decided that we we allude to it a lot on this podcast. Obviously, we've had. Uh, my captain's lounge experience at Cardiff, me driving to Cardiff. Um, and Pissing yourself. we just thought, uh, uh, dropping urine on myself. Um, and we just thought it'd be really cool to um, unpick football in a very general sense. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go for it. Yay. So, Erica. Yes. I've got a question because we already know my history of football, you know, Cardiff City till I die and all that. But I want to know about because you're a big football fan or a soccer fan for our international listeners. Like, you know, how's a, how's a girl like you get into football? Like, how long have you been into it? And who's your first team? Tell me more. Well, I mean, like most things, um, I got really into stuff um, to get laid. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, you always have, you know, most, you know, or I certainly did always had a phase where, you know, you sort of start dating somebody or you like somebody who likes something. And then it's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and pretend to like that as well. Football just happened to be something that, that just stuck with me. Um, unlike jazz jazz, I had to pretend to like for many, many years. Um, but, but no football, football has stuck with me, um, so yeah, I really got into football. Um, I, well, professional football. I mean, professional football when I moved over here, fifteen and a half years ago. Um, but before that, sort of like I don't know, soccer's. I mean, soccer is certainly b- getting bigger in the states now. Um, but you know, when I was, you know, when I was in high school, um, I kind of I dated a lot of soccer players, and um, it just seemed like sort of kids played soccer like in school into high school and then that was kind of it and then nobody had really any interest in soccer anymore now obviously you know with with mls sort of getting bigger for the last few years um that's that's well more more people are into into soccer in the states now but yeah it was sort of one of those cultural things that uh, that i adopted uh, when i moved over here right away um and and I, I, i love football i love football so if you're in the States right now, who would yeah. be your team? Oh, my, like, my team. My, well, my team is the Philadelphia Union. Okay. Um, is that geography based? Because like, you're that, closest to them? That is, that is geography based. That's the, my close, the closest um, MLS team to, to Delaware. So, and also cool. they've got a kick-ass ma- mascot who I've spoken about at length before. But yeah. They've got Call a kick-ass ma- they've got the, Yeah, they've got a kick-ass mascot, Fang. Awesome. And also their stadium is one of the most picturesque stadiums I would even say in the world because it's right on the wow. river um, outside of, right outside of Philadelphia. It's like on your way to um, on your way to Philadelphia International Airport. It's right on the river. It's right next to the bridge that goes to New Jersey. And it is honestly, it's like almost every picture of the stadium is absolutely stunning. So so yeah, Philadelphia Union is that's my team. I was going to go to a game uh, in 2020, but obviously the pandemic ruined that um so yeah hiss. yeah 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 yeah. so so that's cool. that is, that is my mls team i mean it'd probably be in your best interest just like the union yeah, fang's, yeah, I, I, yeah fang's, I do. fang's awesome fang is awesome fang is awesome 
Fang is awesome. I don't want this to be another episode where I sort of just like wax poetic about Fang, but like literally his, like the Philadelphia mascot costumes, like for Christmas have been spectacular. (laughs) What's his friend's name? Is it Tito or something? Fang and Tito? Tito? Who's the other one you talk about? The second mascot? Gritty. Gritty. That's the Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia Flyers. That's Gritty. Uh, gritty not, they, not, did they ever like like Tito. join up together and like yeah, make well, up like well that's the thing is that all the philadelphia mascots like get together like all the time like if it's a mascot's birthday or if it's like the start of uh you know like mls or um you know football season or like nfl season or or uh, baseball season like they all get together for like photo shoots like all the philadelphia mascots Fantastic. including like the universities as well it is pretty cool so I'm trying to think. There was one mascot I remember. I can't remember which side it was, but I think it was like a or like <laughs> like a tumble dry or something. Like a really naff one in the UK somewhere. I have to dig out a picture. Another one was an artist. I think did one in Scotland, and it looked like it was supposed to be like a character, but it looked like a really really weird like starfishy thing. I have to dig it out. But there are some weird mascots knocking around in the UK. Yeah, I have to say that th- th- this country doesn't do mascots very well. Um, Germany does mascots not as good as the states but they do they do pretty pretty good mascots. Would you say the US do the best mascots? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Open and close. Yeah. Nice. Open and close. Nice. So what we were talking about this podcast we were thinking well what we I cuz actually some of these things I don't know about, about you which is quite a cool finding new things like this. But I was thinking about so we've talked about our favorite no we haven't actually who's your favorite football team? So my my team is Werder Bremen in Germany, uh, and so I they're in the Bundesliga two right now. They were relegated last season. How are they doing the that? First time ever. They're doing all right. <laughs> they're doing all right. Um, yeah, it remains to be seen if they're going to be uh, promoted. But okay. Yeah, they 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 need okay. they needed to rebuild. They needed to rebuild because they've been on the decline pretty much ever since I started supporting them. So. Um. Yeah. And why, why, Bremen, why Bremen? Why did you choose them? Well, I chose Bremen uh, because I, I wanted a German team because I fell in love with the German national football team in the 2010 World Cup. And so I was thinking of like a team that I liked. I liked the color green. I like Per Mertesacker. Um, and so I was like, well, Bremen will do. Bremen will do. And they always, they usually have really good kits as well. Um, so, you know, just sort of typical stupid girl answer for why did you start following a team? But I, I am loyal. I am loyal to Bremen. Um, because like I said, they have been in a rough decline ever since I started supporting them in 2010. So do you have like a favorite, obviously aside from Cardiff City, you know, team of the podcast, do you have a favorite like English side or Welsh side? Well, I needed to, when I moved over here, like I needed to choose, I needed to choose an English team. Um, and I wasn't going to choose Manchester United. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And I wasn't going to choose Liverpool. I really do. And I wasn't going to choose <sighs> Chelsea. And so for me, Arsenal seemed the least offensive of, mm-hmm. um, of all like sort of like the big, the big teams. Um, so, so yeah, so, so yeah. So I, I sort of started my, my uh, sort of English Premier League um, fandom with Arsenal. So was Per already part of the Arsenal team, or was that a bonus no. when he moved? It was a bonus. It was a bonus. So yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, amazing. 
Did you go and get a shirt with his name and number You're on it? Goddamn right, I did. I was there like it wasn't very long after he signed because I think he signed. Yeah, no, I did. I hang on, because I, I have all I have all my football shirts here. So yes, I do have, I do have a. a it doesn't look shirt. worn. I've worn it. Very, very. Well, yeah. Like, I almost like you've my, ironed it. It's I very keep, good. I keep, I keep my shit pristine. I, I got to be honest, right, with the Arsenal kit. So you know, every year, I don't know if you've noticed this, but every year they do a um, like various magazines and stuff will do like the best rated kits for like, the Premier League or mm. like any Europe or any like major championship. Obviously, there's a new kit normally for an occasion. Normally, out of all the kits I ever see in the Premier League countdown, I always think the Arsenal are in on top one or two. They always have nice kits. Yeah, because they, they don't they don't stray and they don't try and do anything stupid and wacky. No, big and they're like really classic looking. And like there was one, I think probably two or three seasons ago, but I reckon you could probably look the last 10 seasons, 15 seasons, and I think every Arsenal kit, especially home kit. I don't know about the away kit, but normally I always find they look sharp. And if I if I was neutral and I was just wanting random kits, an Arsenal kit is always the one I, I would be like. Yeah. So if Cardiff, my club, went away and did at least half a good job as Arsenal do with their kits, I'd be very happy. So yeah, unfortunately, Cardiff tend to get these sort of set Adidas templates and they just change a few colours. See, I really like, I really like the car, the home shirt this year. I really like the Cardiff home shirt this year. You are not, you're not, you're not a big fan, but I love it. I think it's great. I think it looks, I think it looks awesome. I think it looks awesome. And I, you know, mm. I, I, I really want to buy one. The problem I have, and the reason I've sort of hesitated, is that last year's shirt is so nice. It is yeah. like the, the the material is so nice, and the material in the home shirt this yeah. year is just a little bit different. It's just not. It's just it. It doesn't feel. It's not as. It's not as soft. Mm. So. Do you know what I really like? It's, forget club kits. I like training wear. Now this season, oh, yeah. Cardiff's training wear isn't the greatest. It's not bad, and I will still buy stuff in the sale. But it's, it looks but like, I, I mean, you already, I mean, they, they, again, haven't really gone away from their usual training no, training no, kit no. template. And and so everything that's for sale right now is exactly like something that you already own. Agreed. However, I oh. do like looking at like PSGs, Barcelona's, even Chelsea. Very nice. And so, well, we did see the new, the new Wales uh, joggers. Oh yeah, which are really really nice. Yeah, JD Sports, I think, isn't it? Yeah, we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go on a, on a little shopping trip. Also, we just didn't read the female cuts kits and I'm training stuff. Yeah, so that's that's a nice new development uh, because yeah. normally normally the sort of selection of women's stuff is is quite piss poor. Uh, most of my most of my football shirts are, are either men's or boys shirts. I've got a couple of women's shirts. The pair the pair shirt is a women's shirt. I'm wearing a women's Germany shirt. Nice. Do you have a name and number on the back? No, no, no. This is just a plain one. This is just a plain one. So nice. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got um. So Ooh. I've got I've got quite so. a few Bremen shirts. I've got a, quite a few Germany shirts, and. Uh, and I have some Cardiff shirts. I have some Cardiff hand-me-down shirts that you gave me. I don't know who they belong to. Were they yours? Show, show me them. I'll tell you who they are then. Okay, let's see. Hang on. It's like tons of stuff here. Okay, so I have this goalkeeper <laughs> shirt. Whose was this? Okay, that was Nathan's. Thanks, um, Nathan. 
I've got does, a feeling. I'm trying to think. Does he know that I have it? Yeah, he gave it to me. I've got a feeling that possibly might be. I'm trying to think of the players who played in that. I, I think love it might this. be Peter Ankleman. I love this shirt. It's really. It's nice. Cool. It's it's a cool shirt. Uh, um, I think it might be Peter Ankleman or maybe Casper Schmeichel. We had him for a little while at Cardiff. I'm known. And then I also have this one. But now that is also a Nathan hand-me-down. All right. That Thanks, a, Nathan. <laughs> that is a really cool shit because um, you may or may not know a player called Jason Kumas. That name no. is really familiar. No, yeah. So he, play, he played for Wales a handful of times. And he was like a really, really like top. He was always the best player in the championship and a decent player in the Prem. And he went to West Brom and he came to Cardiff on loan. And he was magic. It's one of the sort of players who scored like on his debut and scored in like every game on loan, basically, and always like amazing goals. He came back on a second stint and wasn't quite as prolific. But that shirt for me is the Jason Kumas Cardiff shirt. Um, now you have given me you have given me a fair few uh, football shirts, and for my birthday a few years ago. Now there's, there's a story behind this shirt um, because I'm not um, a club deportivo fan. <laughs> But it's this yeah. sort of like, you know, quite a, well, a distinctive shirt. Um, and, and so the story behind, <laughs> the story behind, well, the reason I have this is that because Simon, I've been nagging Simon, well, for years now uh, to come with me to Body Worlds exhibit in London. And uh, it's always one of those, oh, you know, one of these days, one of these days, you know, this, this fucker never, never makes any time. <laughs> um and so now it's a pandemic so who the fuck knows when we're gonna get to body world so anyway so so simon gave me a body instead of instead of going with me to body worlds like a good friend he got me up like a body worlds themed birthday present which was a dvd of the body worlds exhibit and then he bought me this shirt and i love this shirt however however i can't wear it um because i am I am well endowed and this shirt looks weird as shit with my giant tits. <laughs> it just <laughs> looks weird. So, um, so help me describe it because obviously we're, you know, the, a lot of people are going to be listening to this podcast and I feel like this needs a, this needs a, so, a word picture. <laughs> so the club Deportivo kit I'm taught we've got in front of us is a really special edition kit. And it's modeled on the human anatomy. So if you imagine, have you ever seen the Body Worlds exhibition? But if you haven't, imagine you're looking at a human and all their skin has come off. So all you're seeing is muscle and tissue. But imagine that on a football shirt. <laughs> That's what I've got here. That's, That's what, what she's got here. there. And so we, we will I... post screen grabs. We will send it on social media. Um, and so if I yeah. was flat chested, this would look awesome. And I would wear it all the time, but honestly, it just, I just, I just look weird, but I, I still love One the for the wall. I, I still love, One I still, I still love the shirt. So thank you for, for supplying me with football shirts over the years. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. My pleasure. My yeah. pleasure. So, okay. So, so now it's, uh, it's my turn for questioning Simon. Uh, so who are, mm -hmm. who like over the years of sort of, I guess who are your favorite players? Who do you who do you love? I tend to go for a bit of a Welsh Cardiff bias 
my, my first ever favourite player was Robert Earnshaw. And he, yeah, I just always followed him. And wherever sort of players from, from Cardiff go on to, 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 to play for, I tend to follow them there. So, um, you know, like Rob Earnshaw, I think, went to sort of Nottingham Forest, Norwich, West Brom, and sort of followed them there. Um, Gareth Bale, I remember being there for his first game. And then obviously to go on to be the player he is, look for a link, really. Aaron Ramsey being a Cardiff boy. And um, I met him just after the FA Cup final. And then he went to Arsenal. Um yeah, they're kind of my favourite players, really, um, in terms of real life. No one too adventurous. It just so happens that Ramsey and Bale go on to be these world beaters. But even before so, I've, I've always like had that link to them. Um, in terms of international players, it's really difficult because um, I don't think you kind of appreciate a player until after they've retired. You know, like Thierry Henry, Didier Drogba. Like, their stats are insane. But when they're playing, they don't seem to get the kudos they should. <laughs> and then it's not until afterwards you're like, wow, these players are immense. So... I think, I don't know, like, not to be cliched in like Ronaldo or Messi, but like, I basically fast players. I like quick, speedy. Dan James, I, mean, I know I'm a Cardiff fan, but I love watching Dan James play because he's fast. I just love, you know, raw speed. And I think for me. Okay, I've got, I've got a little, t- I've got a Dan James story for you real quick. Very, Please very, so. very random. Um, so when I was in Rhode Island this uh, last summer, I was wearing my Cardiff shirt. And my sister and I were at a bar and this guy kept like looking at us. And naturally we assume that the guy is checking out my sister and it was like getting like really annoying. And I was like, dude, cause he was there with it, like a, with a woman and he just kept like staring. And it's like, dude, like just fucking have some chill. And so my sister and I are, you know, drinking and getting ready for her to go on a boat. And then he comes over and taps on my shoulder he's like, is that a Cardiff City shirt? <laughs> so he was staring at me in my shirt. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So then Fantastic. he's like talking to me how he had lived over here and he lived in, he lived somewhere up north. And, and then he was going on about how much he loved Cardiff and how much he loved Wales and how much he loved Aunt James. And Brilliant. this is like, this is in Newport, Rhode Island. I was like, what Fantastic. the fuck? It's awesome. Really awesome. It was very cool. It was very, very cool. So the so the lovely Cardiff, Cardiff City shirt that you bought me is a little little conversation starter Amazing. across across the pond. Anyway, Amazing. crack on with your <laughs> No, I mean basically, yeah. Um most of my favorite plays either originate from from being Welsh or Cardiff. Yeah, or um not to bring up that topic again, but players who I buy in football manager who become good. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean we're very um, we are yeah we're we are very we'll we'll get to football manager in a bit, um, but yeah no it doesn't surprise me your your Cardiff stroke Welsh loyalty. Um, you do know a lot. You you know you know your Cardiff history, and uh, and you know your Welsh football. Um, so yeah, mad props, mad props. So do you have any like particular, uh, particularly like sort of, I don't know, like football, memorable football moments, like either being at a game in person or um, sort of something that you've seen that's really yeah, just kind my, of stuck with you? Um, one of the biggest football moments I remember was being at the Cardiff City Stadium when our captain and centre-back, Mark Hudson, scored a half um, halfway line goal um and the only reason he knew that the goalkeeper was off his line because i was one of like twenty five thousand fans saying shoot 
and he listens to the fans and he scored this immense goal. Wow. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally we just all there and we saw that their goalkeeper, I think it was Frankie Fielding, was like, he'd come out really far. And I think he did a kick and sort of an end of our, our, like on the halfway line. And we was like, shoot! And he did. That's <laughs> and amazing. That's was amazing. That? Oh, um, probably about three years after the, the new stadium opened. So, okay. you know, uh, we had a really good side then, really good side. That was a really cool goal to witness um, in, in the flesh. Um, I'm trying to think of any others. Like when Cardiff um, were promoted? Yeah, that was cool. That, that was more anxiety inducing because my phone wasn't working. I could, and it was, we, we had to win or draw. And, in, and I think Fulham had to lose and Fulham were on this like 15 game unbeaten run. And we were drawing and didn't hold up our end of the bargain. So I thought we 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 cooked yeah you know, cooked our chances. We were going to be going, um, to the playoffs, which is never nice for Cardiff City. And then I couldn't get my phone signal. And then it just sort of I just didn't know what was going on. The the club they weren't even announcing it. All I knew we were drawing as Reading. And then you sort of like it's like gossip and hearsay. Like some people are saying like two one. You're like well are they up or down two one? Fulham and you, you know I was more concerned with Fulham versus Birmingham I think it was um and I was Cardiff Reading and yeah by, by the skin of our teeth um or skin of our nose whatever the saying is we, we went up in place which is fantastic awesome. yeah I love the pictures of you and your dad from that day they're very yeah it was good it was annoying though because everyone pitch invaded and we were just <laughs> up in the stand and we couldn't get down and I, we were worried if we left we wouldn't get back in mm. so we were like well we're staying and we got some nice pictures and stuff and um yeah, yeah that was fun that was fun. Um, I mean, another footballing moment, um, which I don't go on about too much, is when I, I won a competition. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. And if I have, I think we edited it out because we thought it would be good content in the future. But um, once upon a time, um, about three years ago, when Neil Warnock was our manager, we were in the Premier League. I was sitting in the hospital uh, waiting for a physio appointment on my leg. And I saw a little competition on Facebook. Um, via the, the club, Cardiff City, um, and their sponsor at the time, eToro, about, hey, why would you like to meet Neil Warnock? And I just put a few lines together about how it would be great to meet him, take my dad, you know, pick this, you know, wise old manager's brains, and, you know, just, just a little bit of, you know, didn't put too much effort into it. And then weeks go by. I don't think I even mentioned to you I entered it. It was just one of these. And then Mm-mm. for some reason, like there's, there's this, this outer body experience of like this, this spider sense telling me to go and try junk emails. So I'm in work um, and I just check my, my, my junk email and I see this um, email from someone from eToro saying, congratulations, you've won the competition. Um, you need to get in touch with us um, by um, end of play that day. It was three o'clock when I saw this email um, to confirm your prize, otherwise it'd be offered out. So I'm just there like, ring in email in, and he's and eventually got confirmation and this was like a thursday and they've like well the training ground experience where you, where you know is the following tuesday so i went down and spoke to my boss at the time and was like i don't really like care can't have it off i need to go to this thing <laughs> um in a really nice way but i was yeah. like this isn't this isn't something this is really negotiable you know um and thankfully it was all fine and then lo and behold a few days later me and me and dad uh and dad was like again didn't know he could get the time off and i was like well dad you've got to come with my prizes because i mentioned you so we turn up at the state at the training ground at the Vale, and we get sort of shown around and 
um, there was another group of people who'd won like one of those charity auctions there. And we were sort of these guests and we, and we were walking around the training complex. We saw the data analysts and they were talking us through the game. So we just, we had Chelsea coming up that weekend and the analysis was done for that. But then they were talking about the Man City game the week after and like how they're looking at how throw-ins and corners and kickoffs. And it was really fascinating because most people think, you know, why is that player just huff it there? And why do they do that? They are instructed. Everything they do, they're instructed to do with, you know, this idea they're going to, you know, and if you look at the Chelsea game, Eden Hazard was rubbish, and they were the, that was the guy they were trying to mark out. The, you know, so, like, it really like showed. It was amazing. And then we sort of walked around and then dumped our stuff in the cafeteria area, and there were all these players like Callum Patterson there and Bobby Reed, and, and then we went outside. It was freezing cold, and we watched the first team train and just saw a training session. It was fantastic. And then we sort of had some photos, and as they were coming off the pitch, we had some photos and stuff. And I got chatting to like Sean Morrison, um, who was lovely, um, Bobby Reed or Decker David Reed, um, Greg Cunningham, Josh Murphy was nice, yeah, Joe Bennett. Um, just didn't have a, you know, had more than enough time for us and met, met Neil Warnock, and then had lunch there with the players in the cafeteria. So it's like loads of food. You like, were very, you were very excited about the food. <laughs> yeah, really excited about the food. And then um, Neil Warnock gave us tickets for the Chelsea game. And we had these surprise signed shirts. I've got, you know, a signed shirt by the Premier League team, um, which is fantastic. And then um, I just got the time to ask some questions. And then the, the guy from the club, really kind, was like, you tell me and dad were proper fans. And he's like, well, for the Chelsea game, you should go anyway. You know, come early and I'll get you pitch side and you can meet some players. And so on the match day, then the follow, like literally like four days later, we turn up and then we get to go through, we come out the you know, the dugout. We, we were there sitting in the manager's chair. We've got, you know, um, Sol Bamba coming out on crutches saying hey to us. You know, the sky cameras were around and it was just fantastic. It, it I was, was there. Like, yeah, you were there in my season I was, ticket seats. I was there. I was there in your season ticket seats taking photos of you on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we got to go to the press lounge and have like the press food and got to do, I think my profile picture still is. One might make recent history of me where they have the press conferences, you know, with the, the Cardiff City. I love that photo. Badges. Yeah, yeah. Me and dad just, just lapping it up. So, um, yeah. So that's probably my most memorable football moment. Squeezed into it's, one. Sorry. I mean, to be honest, it's probably one of my most memorable as well, because I felt very much a part of the process. I mean, I remember the night before you went and like, you're like, we're like trying to pick out what you're going to wear you know, knowing full well that you're going to be having your photo taken. And, and so, so yeah, I the mean, next athletes. yeah, I mean, like we, we did, we chose well, you looked nice that day. You looked nice. That oh, day. I, yeah. And the coolest thing is about a few months later, they made this video of they recorded, I knew they were filming and me and dad have got this really like wonderful little video of me not saying much. Actually dad does most of the talking in it, but just like a 30 second little video of us, our visit. And, and it's just, yeah, with it the is lovely. As well. It is lovely. Yeah. So you'll have to share, yeah. you'll have to share if you want to share the, the video um, sort of in on uh, on Instagram or Twitter. Oh, or, I suppose so. I suppose I can get around or, to or like, you know, share some photos and stories. I mean, if I mean, I know that I know that you get so embarrassed bringing this, bringing this story oh, up and you yeah. hate mentioning it. So, you know, if you can bear to share, please do. But no, I, I, yeah. will, I will bear to share. Yes. So. So yeah, so um sorry, that was a bit the Simon show then. Apologies. No, no, no. No, it's no, those I mean, those are great stories. Those are great stories. And um and so we um 
as you know, as as we've talked about before in the podcast, um, you know, Simon is very much into his football man- football manager, and has really sort of gotten right back into it this season. And uh, so we yes, have, have. A, we have a very special field trip tomorrow. What are we doing, Simon? We're going to see Forest Green Rovers, Woo-hoo! who are my current football manager team. Um, which it was kind of poetic, really, because we realised how close they are to us. About a forty-five minute drive. Um, I happen to be first on my football manager team in League One. They're currently in League Two because you know it's real time, not football manager time. And um, yeah, we, we decided to go and see them. So uh, we've got some tickets. We're going to go and check out the world's greenest club, try some vegan food, and just check out what it's about, really. And that's tomorrow. We're very excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can wait. To, I can wait to invest it in Simon's football manager career. Mm, Way too. I've seen by the stories this week. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he had a big he had a big decision to make over the Christmas holidays. You know, whether to stick with Bray or take this job at Forest Green. And so, before he made any decisions, you know, he had to sort of take it to committee, of which you know I'm I'm a, I'm a part of that committee. I think it's me just I think it's just me and, and your brother Reese. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We here we are. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's the uh, that's the football manager brain trust. Um, I said to go to Forest Green. Reese said you should stay with Bray, um, but he respected your decision because that's what a good brother does. Yep. And uh, and yeah, so I mean, we weren't going to be able to go to Bray to see a game. No. <laughs> so and to no. be honest, like when you when you decided to sort of take on Forest Green, I didn't think we'd go to a game there either. But it just so happened that the timing worked out no. well. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so it's like you know what? Yeah, yeah let's go. Let's go. So it's going to be a lot of fun, I hope. It's going to be amazing. And also, like, you know, in Wales, we we have a lockdown um, on, on sporting events. So we're not going to get our live football fixed for a couple of weeks, possibly months. So going across the border and being responsible. Oh, yes. We're always responsible. We can go take in some good football, t- top of the league football. And, and you know what? And I've really, and it's funny because I was talking, my kids are doing lots of eco projects in school at the moment. So, I've been talking a lot about Forest Green because I read about like their kits made of like um, recycled bamboo as opposed to plastic and polyester and stuff. Coffee, Coffee as well. I did a bit more reading and they've got this beautiful stadium. They just have planning permission to be built in, the, in about, I think, 2025, I think it's scheduled. It's this eco um, wooden stadium. And like you were saying earlier about picturesque stadiums, mm. it is beautiful. Like, honestly, like such cool, like, zend out place of a football stadium so yeah even if yeah. i'm no longer forest green manager in the future we definitely got to go and check out the new stadium as and when it happens oh yeah yeah definitely i mean they're close enough to us that you know we can uh we can we can be regular yeah um visitors um so. a football fling with them maybe we should say our fling with forest that, green. that'll be our fling that'll be our fling so yeah so yeah so that's been that's been football very good yeah. i was going to ask you before we finish what's your yeah. favorite football moment i feel like i hog that question what's your um, most memorable favorite my favorite football moment is from the 2010 world cup and it was when i fell in love with germany and pear murder soccer uh, because pear took a tevez shot straight to the face straight to the face and didn't didn't like fall down didn't like sort of make any sort of claim for bullshit injury he just fucking took it like a man and i was like oof yes 
Yes. Nice. That's that's when I fell in love with the German national football team and pair motorcycle. That's honestly like wow. that's when I think of like football moments, like that stays with me. Like it was just, it was honestly, it was like a full force because Tevez wasn't very far from him at all. And he was like a full, like full force ball straight into the fucking noggin. And nice. Yeah. yeah. And he handled it like a man. I mean, imagine you're watching something like a, a League Two playoff and that happened and suddenly your love for the same incident is on some random player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, no, I, I got, I got quite lucky with Germany and, uh, and, uh, and Berta Bremen and Per Mertesacker. Nice. Challenge so. jar. So let's see what we Woo-hoo! got. Let's see what we got. Okay. So we haven't actually talked about this before. Films. Yeah. So, so just. I think we've just, a bit. I don't think we have. We've talked about music. I thought uh, on music we covered a little bit about films we haven't seen. We've talked about films we haven't seen. We haven't yeah. talked about our favorite films, though. What's your favorite? No. Film? What's your favorite film? Ooh, um, Pulp Fiction. Really love that film. Um, I love Mike Bassett, England Manager. Always gets me and my brothers laughing. Um, we'll have to watch I that. Lo- I've not. Yeah, I've not seen it so. I mean, it's one of those films you, I put on in front of people who've never seen it and they don't find it funny. But me and my brothers just find it very funny. And, and obviously retelling the anecdotes and jokes from it makes it funnier. Um, I love South Park, so South Park, Bigger, Longer and Cut. Um, Team America, just stuff like that, really. Um, but I think in terms of like favourite films, yeah, probably Pulp Fiction. I also like the Christopher Nolan Batmans, at least the one and two. I thought the third was a bit poor, but um, yeah. How about you? Uh, my favorite films are Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, Royal Tenenbaums, um, Vanilla Sky, uh, which features some of my favorite Tom Cruise running ever, uh, and, yeah, Rocky, good running. And, and, and Rocky IV, and Rocky IV, fucking classic. Excellent. I think the ultimate ending, has that come out yet? Still oh yet. yeah no not yet not yet okay not that i'm aware that, that's of not that i'm aware of so like any, the only sensible alternative is that drago fucking wins because he should have fucking won in the first place yeah end of mm. talking about films now it made me think of the time my dad um my dad used to just come home with random stuff and one day sorry and one day he came home with a box of videos and they were all just sort of, you know, just, just films. And one of them, I remember, was like an 18. I remember being like not 18 and sort of my parents going out. And I think I had a TV in my room and a video player. I'm putting it on. And I remember looking at the cover thinking, that looked cool. It was called Angel Town. And it was like, um, it looked a bit kung fu-y. And I've never been able to see it ever since. But there's this really vivid memory. The first opening scene, this guy ends up having like sex with like a lady on like his mum grave i think it might be <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah what uh, yeah but every time and, and this films, is, and this is one of your favorite films no no not a favorite film but a film which is probably like ah, okay it's from it's from 1990 uh, oh, had a really memory on me the genre is action stroke martial arts in the yeah. very in the very heart of los angeles a sinister criminal enforces his law with violence and terror 
a champion European kickboxer uses his martial arts skills to tame the criminal and his gang. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's got a bunch scene. of people a... I have never, ever heard of before. <laughs> well, this is obviously the, the, the quality content my dad was bringing home film. Yeah. So... Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any good, bad films you remember? Like stuff that like doesn't hold up cinema wise, but you like hold special memories. Hmm. Gosh, what a question. I mean, mine has to be Mike Bassett. I don't think commercially it's a very good film, but um Yeah, I mean, like for me, I think it's Vanilla Sky because I I don't know I don't really know. I mean, my dad liked the film, but I don't know anybody else who sort of like the film as much as I do. Like, I love that film to the point mm. where I watch it every autumn, every year since it came out in 2000. Like, I literally watch it once a year. I have a viewing. And this year, this year we watched it together. And we did. And uh, so, yeah, so I forced you to watch Vanilla Sky. Um, so you've been truly initiated all right. into, into my gang. But yeah, no, it's just one of those films that I don't think commercially did very well. And most people haven't seen it. And I think most, most, most people who've seen it will have the same reaction you did. It's just like, yeah, it's all right. I what love it. Called? What was my reaction straight afterwards? <laughs> what was your reaction? I'm overthinking. Is there a sequel? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You did ask that. <laughs> And anyone who's watched it will like it's supposed to be like poetic, lovely ending. And I'm like, no, there are so many not answered questions in this. <laughs> he wants um, more. He wants more vanilla sky. Cameron Crow, Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz, sort it out. We um speaking of films, we went to see Spider-Man this week. We did. We did. It was excellent. That it was, was awesome. an excellent film. That was so well done. Really, I don't think we should give away spoilers. No, no, we can't. Was... No, it was very good. Recommend you definitely go see it definitely go see it yeah yeah it was really cool and we're like like we said in uh, our social we're not a film podcast but we can appreciate a good film and um oh, i yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it yeah yeah definitely but quite a different film to the other ones aren't they i really like tom holland and spider-man yeah me too um, me too he's my, I favorite, thought it's ve- my favorite of the spider-man yeah um but yeah very different vibe i think hmm. yeah it was very enjoyable it was very enjoyable yeah, yeah. Not a dull moment. That's not saying for fear of spoilers. <laughs> no, 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 no spoilering. No spoilering. I'm not sure what film are we going to go see next. Um, Uncharted, maybe. Yeah, maybe Uncharted. Maybe Uncharted. It's coming out soon. Um, yeah. I'm not sure of the others. I'm not that down on theatrical releases, yeah. but yeah, we'll just see. You know, if there's something good out, we will go see it. That's what we do. Something bad, we might might see that too. Yep. Damn right. Damn right. So. So yes. Well, oh, drink review. Okay, oh, you, you finished yours like an hour ago. Yeah, and it, it was amazing. That really? for me was better than the first one. Oh, okay. I'm gonna give that. What's my highest score so far? Seven or eight? Eight. I think eight point high- five. Nine. Nine. Like, this is this is my jam. Whoa. Nine. So you preferred this one over Malibu. So you're giving this one a nine. Okay. You are. I think for me they had me at nitrogen. Yeah, yeah, you were sold. You were you, you were conned by the words. Um, I thought I'm a Marcus's wet dream. <laughs> well, yeah, and I generally am too, but I generally don't like my drinks to taste. Um, I like my d- drinks to taste good. Um, so I'm gonna give this a six. I'll drink it. It didn't make me gag. I finished it, 
Um, but I much prefer Malibu. This one just had a very weird chemically taste to it that just didn't agree with me. But I finished it anyway, so I'm not that so much you know, of a snob. Yes. I'm going to go to Tesco's tomorrow and buy some more because I enjoyed it that much. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is this now, I, I is it, drink- is it, now, is this what you're replacing your three for one pound 20 chocolate bars? Is it, We're replacing chocolate with alcohol. Is that what we're doing now for our New Year's weight loss resolution? Being the basic bitches yeah. we are? Yeah. So we're I, just drinking our calories. I haven't had the... Yeah, I haven't had three for two, three for 120 since last before Christmas, which I'm really pleased with. But I did have a chocolate bar the other day with some skills, so not quite back on the wagon. But but I mean, con- but considering yeah. that you used to eat that every day after work, like today, for example, after work, every day, it I was contest. it was every day, Simon. Don't lie. <sighs> like, stop lying to I'm our audience. Go for the tunnel. Shh. <laughs> So anyway, so today on the drive home, I'm talking to Simon and I can hear this crinkling in the in the background. I instantly go, what are you eating? What are you eating? (laughs) Because I I have to like I'm not like the food police with Simon. You eat and do whatever the fuck you want. But when you you enable me, but when you ask me to help you. That's what I do. So I, I was I was a bit accusatory uh, with a what are you eating? When I heard the crinkling in the background, it was just a vegan go natural bar or eat natural bar, um, which is on the approved list. Yeah, that I, but I'm not vegan, but you're doing doing our best. Yeah, well, we will be Look eating vegan tomorrow. We will be eating vegan tomorrow. And I can't and, wait. And, and looking at this pitch that's like fed with seaweed. Yeah. Also, I want to go to the club shop and see everything that's bought with uh, made with bamboo. And coffee. They're bamboo shin guards. Oh, I know. I've seen those. I know the shop is is has got good stuff. It does have. I tell you what, stuff. though. Yes. Not to turn this into a forest green podcast, but there's a really cool thing. So if you go on any football league website, most of the time it's the same template, um, just rebadged per website. Forest seems to be its own thing, and you go on there. It asks you your name. It asks you your favorite player. It then gives you the option if you want to buy that shirt, but then also like unveils you like you're assigning that fucking had it for me that was yeah, like that is sold yes he was he was really he was, I was really like i just signed for oh yeah it was like this is amazing like a little like, gimmicky function but i was like D-d-d- man they care <laughs> yeah yeah they definitely care so we will be posting um we will be posting some photos from the game tomorrow we will give you a review of the food um now i guess i guess I, it's probably a good time to sort of to mention at the end of this episode is that over the next few weeks probably actually over the next six weeks or so our content might be a little bit sporadic um we may not be having new episodes on tuesdays it might be later in the week there may be a few weeks here and there where we don't have any content at all and the reason for that is that i am finishing my doctorate in history and that motherfucker is due to the university of birmingham on the 25th of february and so I have to get that in. I have to get that in. Um, so that will, that may impact, that may impact the podcast a little bit. So for that, I am very sorry, but I do promise that, you know, sort of once I'm done with my PhD, you know, we're going to be going like full steam ahead on this podcast and everything yeah. that, you know, we're going to be fulfilling some fucking potential here because we've, yeah. we've got it. We've got potential it. with this podcast, it's just sort of limited by me and my brain space because, you know, I'm trying to, be a doctor yeah. of history yeah and i'm not i'm not i'm not going to go solo i'm not going to leave you behind I'll, I'll hang on 
I appreciate that. that. I, I know that he thinks that he can find a better co-host elsewhere. Um, I challenge him to try. Um, you know what? How funny would it be if me and my brothers did an alternative podcast <laughs> just just for jokes? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, you'd have to track them all down and get them to record at the same time. It will never happen. It will never happen. So. No, no. It's funny because before we came on this call, I made a joke to Erica and she pretended to be annoyed with me and hang up the call. It was almost like the band breaking up. Um, so, yeah. yeah. We have been watching uh, the Get Back Beatles documentary. And it was a little yeah. bit like when George Harrison was just like, bye. <laughs> uh, I'll see you in the clubs, I think he said, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'll see you I'll in the see clubs. You. I'll see you in the clubs. I mean, what a sign off. Like, amazing. What a badass. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, well, actually, you know, before we end this podcast, it's a very, it's actually um, one of your family members' actual birthday today. So you have a new niece that was born today. Yeah. So happy birthday. I have a new niece today. Happy, birth- happy birthday. Happy, yeah, naught birthday, Rhea. Yeah. So woohoo. A, a, a future fan of this podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. that your brother will, will listen to the podcast with her. They'll bond over it. Maybe she'll grow up with a bit of an American twang accent. One can I reckon we'll be really famous by then. They'll be trying to mooch off our money. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So we're gonna you have, to have like secure, You're gonna have security razor blades. Oh, is that sponsored by razor? Oh, is that okay? Is that is that going to be our gateway? Well, do you know what? I've ne- razor blades. On all the podcasts, I see, they're sponsored by razor blades, like Harry's or Cornerstone, or they're sponsored by like Beer Forty Seven, and you know this subscription beard. You know, it seems to be the two. There seem to be the go-to. Yeah, see, I wouldn't now, complain. We have now. We have a very because you know we're not uh, because we have sort of you know you know we're a man and a woman presenting a podcast together. As far as sort of like those kinds of products, like kind of have to find like unisex products really that we can mm. both enjoy. Razors, yeah, that works. Um, mm. So you know what we are looking for though. You know what we're looking cars? for. No, we're not looking for electric car. I'm, I'm, and we're looking for a natural deodorant. Yes. We're looking for a natural deodorant that works. Yeah. I've been uh, using one that I buy in the States, but I tell you what, it doesn't, um, it doesn't last. And it's mm. like, I have to keep re- reapplying that shit. And it makes me think like, oh my gosh, I want to go back to the chemical stuff. What does Lush do deodorant wise? You know does what? That that's anything? A, I, they do it. And last time we were there, I think it was after I had um, gone to the tills and I was like, oh. I should have looked for deodorant here. You know what? I'm going to meet you in Bristol tomorrow before we go to the game. I'm going to go to Lush yeah. and I'm going to look nice. for some natural deodorant. And I, see, I think... When we went... oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we had a spa and I remember being in like the change room and then I put... There was, there was loads of products on there because I think some of the treatments require you to have a shower. So there's lots of products to clean themselves and I didn't need that. But I did see some like, almost like talc deodorant and I did like, because it's free product, like why wouldn't you? So I was like, put on my, myself and... Yeah, I, I can't say I did anything, but I don't yeah. want like it to look like, you know, I've been like chalked. You know, it needs yeah. to be a. Yeah. yeah, let me know how you get on, actually. Let me know how you get on. I will. I will. I will definitely let you know. I mean, there's nothing that happens in my life that you don't know about. So me or my brothers. One you know what? Three. You have got three. to stop being so jealous. <laughs> I don't know everything <laughs> about your brothers and your brothers don't know everything about me. Like there's just no competition. 
There's oh, no competition. Like your brothers are uh, lovely. Your brothers are lovely, uh, but <laughs> there, you have nothing to worry about, Simon. God. <laughs> Stop being jealous. I'm not jealous. Maybe. Like one of those phrases. But you know what? If it makes you treat me better, then fine. Be jealous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be nicer to me on that note <laughs> yeah thought... what a great podcast thanks everyone for listening um... thanks for letting us air our dirty laundry <laughs> 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 all right thank you bye thanks everyone bye